You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, so Jack, your question was, uh, do you want to repeat it, please? Yeah, sure. So you, you find this Yasha Vatov through an intuitive understanding that this is what God wants of you? Or is this through because you studied the Torah and now that you really understand it, you're able to extend it? Yeah, so I think the word intuition is an important one because I think you need to um, be um, elastic in your thoughts. You have to be willing to make connections. And sometimes those connections are intuitive as opposed to the literal meat and potatoes guy. But when you take a look, at, for example, at the, like, we'll say Lech Rocha, we'll say Kim Lositor, we'll Samra Dam and you're not just, oh, how do I fulfill each one? But I actually look at it in totality. Now I understand, of course, that's not what you're supposed to do. You know, of course, that's what a mensch, what we call menschlichkeit, isn't just be a mensch, it's actually an extension of the Torah. So, you know, I, you, you can't get it from without learning, Bob, uh, Jack. Uh, in other words, if the person just says, I don't need the Torah, I know how to be a good guy. No, the Torah will definitely give you the parameters. And, and, and obviously, if your sense of menschlichkeit, of yashris, goes against one of the lavim of the Torah, or what the Torah says, then you've got to change your perspective. And, but once you read and see everything that's in the Torah, so then you're going to, I think, be able to, to have that intuitive sense correctly. And um, does that answer your question? What I'm saying is, 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 is the Rambam saying, Ramban saying that there is a, God has created within you the ability to understand what he wants of you uh, you know what, what this extension should be. I think we do have that innate ability, but yeah. I but 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 I but I am going to say, Jack, that there are people who are not able to do it properly. I think what he means is um, that um, you, if you learn properly, it should lead to that. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 again, part of it is being accurate. But also, I think understanding where all these mitzvahs are coming from and what they are, what 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 they are promoting, and the ideas and the concept that's being promoted can now be adapted. Um, you know, I, you know, when we talk about uh, social justice being involved in in in, in social justice movements, uh, for example, uh, when we talk about. Um, and being involved in settling refugees. Uh, as you know, there was the Syrian refugee uh, issue that had come up. And the question was, should, should there have been more voices being raised in the Jewish community uh, as, as a principle? This was something that needed to be worked on. Um, again, I, I understood that there was a uh, another value that was being offered here, which was, you know, that there was, you know, some fear of, the, of especially since some of the countries that these refugees were coming from were countries that um, were steeped in, uh, you know, Islamic philosophy and perhaps uh, a percentage of radicalism. 
But I think the idea of, you know, the idea of, you know, worrying about the, you know, I, I think that this Ramban is a proof that they weren't just a bunch of left wingers that were, you know, just trying to, you know, hijack the Torah for, for their own reasons. I think there was, um, you know, this could, this Ramban, I think, is a proof that that is the type of mentality and mindset we have to have towards the world at large. So, and I, and I think that the a proper reading of the Torah and Mitzvahs does, definitely gives you that. Obviously, we're more centered on our community than uh, the communities that, that other communities. But but I would say that, you know, would you say somebody doing that is engaged in mitzvahs? Yes, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think that's a, a, an example from from today. Um I, I think one of the other things that 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 perhaps needs to be uh, emphasized is the, uh, the idea of of being within the community and being like a normal person, but somehow operating on a higher level. And um, you know, we talk about rebbe's being able to do that, about how although they're giving at shirayim and eating, but meanwhile, what's going on is this incredible mystical bonding. You know, I think that. Um, you know, we, we've talked about Rabbi David Feinstein and, you know, the stories that have started to come out, I think, show an aspect of this, of seeming to be just like, you know, walking in and taking part in whatever was going on socially in the MTJ based Medrash, but really realizing that these were opportunities for Chesed that he was doing, sitting and eating in the Kiddush with them, schmoozing with someone, taking the time, but realizing that, you know, but in his life, he was being Dovik to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, I, I think that the, the, let me say it a little bit better. Um, I think the model of that image is so crucial to have. Um, I think that when one recognizes that such people walk the earth, who are involved with people and humanity, and you know about the greatness that they hold inside at the same time, I think it's, those are the, that that's what is inspiring for us. Not just inspiring, I think it, it allows us to see the modesty of, 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 of actions as something that we can adopt as well. In other words, I'm saying Gershon Sholem is talking about how in the Chassidish world, the Rebbe who's who's sitting and eating is really involved in dancing with the Chassidim, etc. And even the the Chassid who's not yet the Rebbe is already involved in Dveikus. And that's already, even from step one in the ladder, even in the Litvish world or the non-Chassidish world, just the, the knowledge that this person was not in this ivory tower, but was involved with people, humanity, and and yet was this incredible Talmud Chochem, Muhammad Schus for Klal Yisrael, that is what allows people like us to believe that Torah can be so life-changing and can, and can cause us to aspire to very high levels. Um, I think when we have the level that's devoid of the human interaction, what happens is is that is that we see this as something that's so beyond us 
There's no way we can reach it. Um, so not only is it marvelous when it occurs, I think it's instructive and, and, and it could actually be the type of thing that maybe you could be that person as well. And that's something that, that, you know, you can tell the story, but you could also begin your path, uh, becoming that. Um, I, I have a source for this. And again, I, I don't want to, uh, overdo, overstay my welcoming, but this is, you can guys follow out. There is a, um, there is a medrash that I wanted to quote tonight. I didn't get a chance to, that says an incredible thing. The medrash says that, um, The Pasuk says, the Medrash is quoting the Pasuk uh, of Vahaya Ekev Tishma'un. Now, the Medrash asks, what does it say right before Vahekev Tishma'un? What it says is, why does God love us? Why does God have love for us? God chose us. He loves us. Where does the love come from? It's not because you're the most populous. That's what the simple pshat is. Because you are actually the smallest one. God loved you. He kept the shvua. And he took you out of Mitzrayim. And therefore... Um, Keep the mitzvos, etc. Right after that, it says Voyeikiv Tishmaun, and once again we have um, the haftochos of getting Eretz Yisrael, etc. The Medrash asks, "What does it say right before Voyeikiv?" It says Lo Rubchem. What does Rubchem mean? Why would we think? Why would you think that? The, in other words, the Medrash is asking. Not because you're more populous. Of course we're not more populous. They outnumber us 70 to 1. Oh, you might have thought we were more than them. How? Because we do more mitzvahs than them. Shatem osin mitzvahs yoser mehem. Shahaumos osin mitzvah shalom Right? In other words, you might think we've got a lot of mitzvahs. We have taryag. They only have seven. Look how many mitzvahs we have. God loves us. He's giving us Eretz Yisrael because we accepted all Taryag and we do so many. You know what? Look at this medrash. Ha'umas osin mitzvah shalonitztavu yosher michem. The goyim do mitzvahs that they're not commanded more than you. Vehem megad magdilim shmi yosher michem. And they cause God's name to be great more than you do. And they bring a Pasuk and Malachi to prove this. From when the sun goes up till it comes down, my name is great with the Goyim. They're bringing Korbanos to me, and they love me. And you guys, at the time of Bayez Rishon, you're being Machal of me. You don't, like, you don't appreciate the Mizbeach. You think it's disgusting. You're just going through the motions. 
They're doing more. Now, this, this medrash, as Yitzchak Heinemann points out, seems to be go against the famous principle, This seems to say that God is saying, look how great what the Goyim are doing, that there's a bigger Kiddush Hashem, the Goyim didn't even have the mitzvah and they're doing it. Okay, so this medrash is saying that they're actually greater because of the mitzvahs that they're doing. So, okay, so we don't have mitzvahs. In other words, they're making a bigger Kiddush Hashem in the world because we are just going through the motions and we're like grumbling about it and they are doing all these acts of chesed, etc. And there's a bigger Gidol Shem Hashem, this incredible chazal. So what do we have then? We're we're the ma'at. So according to Medrash, it's not saying, don't think you're big because you're small. What does Moshe have to say? That they know they're small. So the Medrash says, atem ma'at, because you don't think you're great, because you have anova, that's where the love comes from. So, the Chidah writes, it turns out that based on this medrash, that unless we have this modesty, then our mitzvahs really don't really matter as much. We're like the rest of the world, and we're worse than them. And by choosing Moshe Rabbeinu, because of his modesty, it changed us, the Chidah says. Because the Jewish people were, were, were infighting, when they travel, they were like, you know, uh, like Jews are, like we know them, fighting and arguing and each one want. He talks about noticing Harsinai, but also noticing who Moshe was, realizing who their leader was and realizing how much of a, a, a modest person he was. That caused them to change. And that caused them to, to become, to reach a level of achtas and become to become Baleanova. Because if you don't have Anova, the Chido says, basically, you see from this Medrash, there's not much to you. All the Torah Mitzvahs you have only get significance through the modesty that you, the modesty that's honestly within you. And it's only through modesty God accepts your mitzvahs as being significant. If you don't have that modest nature, then God, the mitzvahs that you do, God doesn't, God downplays the Torah that you learn and the mitzvahs that you that you learn that you accomplish. And the reason why there's this inherent love, like a father has to a son, it's not because of the mitzvahs that we do. It's not because we represent God so much in the world. It only happens because of how little we think of ourselves and how we publicly and privately say that, or memayat ourselves. So it turns out 
you can do mitzvahs and learn Torah, and you can say, look at the Kiddush Hashem I made. Look at the great thousands of people we had at the Siyam Hashas, and look how we're Makadish Hashem, and how we do mitzvahs, and we, we show our how proud we are with God. And even though we do shiros v'tishbochos, but we don't have modesty, this is the Chido writing, Eino klum, ve'ein l'kadosh baruchu and it could be, according to the Chuma, that's why the Pasik in Parshas Veschanan writes, Asher Anochi Mitzav Chahayom. And then it says, Hoya Ekev. Because if you see who your leader is, the one who's telling you to be this way, and you recognize within him that incredible modesty, then you're going to be like that. V'chein Yasu Yisrael Mimosha Rabbeinu. Keep the mitzvahs that Anochi, who's the Anochi? The Onov, Moshe Rabbeinu, act like that person. And you see he's commanding you, that makes you believe that you can be connected to that. So, I was thinking, and again, he quotes the of Chazal, the Gedolim Nemulcheruach of Neyakadosh Baruch the people who are godo are the people who don't feel that they're great. That you don't need a Beis HaMikdosh. When you had a Beis HaMikdosh, we had Korbonos, we had an Ola and a Mincha. But a person who's Daito Shfeva, his whole life is like, it's like he was mocked of all the Korbonos in his life. And his Tfila is considered great. So, <laughs> one last thing. Uh, the Chidah says, Rav Shimon said that the Medrash says that the Gemara says in um, in, in in Yuma, I'm not sure if it's in Yuma, that Avram Avinu had a Margolius Tova on his neck, like a like a like a, <laughs> a great pearl, and anyone who was sick that would look at it would immediately become healed. And then when he died, he tied it up on the sun. So what does that mean that he did? That he had a a, a, a a great pearl around his neck, and everybody was healed. So the Chidah says that based on this Medrashtan Chuma, he wants to say that the worst, the illness that we all suffer from, it, it's essentially because of how how important we think we are about how significant we think we are, our sense of entitlement. And that's really what leads to so many of the chole nefesh. If a person is an on of, so many isurim that he has fall by the wayside. And many, and of course, ben ben armachavero, ben armachavero, Avram Avinu was the one who said, anochi offer ve'efer. It's clear that that principle was taught to the thousands of Avram students. All the students, they saw in Avram, and Avram talked to them about it, how you have to realize that, not that you're worthless, but that what you have all comes from God, and you have no, and your entitlement, you're not entitled to it. It's all a gift. All the great things you are. Avram Avinu knew that he was a Nasi Elohim. Avram Avinu knew that he was important. He knew he was significant. He knew he could change people's lives. He knew that people would come to him, but he didn't believe that it came from him, that it was all a gift, and he tried to inspire others. That's what it means, people whose illness was healed by Avram. 
Hashomim ayim misarapim mecholim. They got, they were, they were in a way healed by Avram, and they would say, look at Avram. He's the Chacham Godel. He knows everything. Rav David, you could ask him the deepest, most intricate questions in halacha that had to do with cutting edge, with uh, anything to do with the internet, things to do with advancements in medical science. Every person who came to him found that Rav David was matching him completely about the science, about the technical aspects from it. And all the mafarshim and sources that they would quote, Rab David was able to show whether he knew those sources by heart or not. He was able to show where they, what they were based on. He had shas on his fingertips. Yet someone like him, that still, he was such an unof that he refused to walk in the middle of the street because he didn't want anybody, you know, walking on his on his right. That when somebody um, didn't know the way onto the uh, to get onto the FDR drive, and they were clearly uh, they didn't know how to get to the on ramp. That he flags them down, and they didn't know who he was. And he gets in the car with them. First, he tries to explain to them, but then he sees that it's going to be difficult. He said, "Look, I'll go with you, and I'll make sure you get on the ramp." And he sat in the back seat with them, and he directed them to make sure that they got onto the ramp. And then he asked to be let off, and he was already a couple of miles away from his house. <laughs> and who was it, right, <laughs> who went to the barber uh, every week? And, and, and one time, uh, the barber just knew him as David Feinstein, as Dave, <laughs> that he would go to the barber. You know, he went to him for years. He never told him that he was, you know, that is the, the anivus of of Rab David was Shein Kamoyu. And when you know something like that, that is what allows people to 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 be cured. <laughs> that's a to as the Chidah says, that's a toeles for the holy nefesh. Because when you see that, you say, okay, <laughs> I'm not so great. I can also perhaps follow in that path. And, and and you could start inculcating that 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 sense of modesty. That's the margolis on his neck, the way he spoke, what he said to you. The 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 fact that he had time for you, the fact that he was willing to speak, that's the margolis on his neck. The neck is the voice of Avram. Now again, what does that do with the son? There, I'm I'm not going to. Uh, the chidah has his own pshat here, but the point is is that Moshe Rabbeinu. It's true. He, he Through his anivas, he became Moshe Rabbeinu. But he also becomes, let me say it better, through his anivas, he's able to get Torah. Because without modesty, you, you, you infuse the Torah with so much of yourself that what you're coming out is something that's krum. And Rabbi David, of course, was the, was the polar opposite of anything krum. He never said anything where he was just putting his own negiyas in. And of course, Moshe Rabbeinu needed to have that. Otherwise, the Torah is different than all the other neviim. It's aspaklaria meira, because it goes straight through without any change or any interpretation or any putting his own sensibility on things like the other neviim, even Yoshua. However, there's another side of the coin, which the Chidah is stressing, which is that by having uh, 
someone like Moshe, true, Torah can't happen unless you're an Anav. But the only way you could actually build Torah in others is by being an Anav. And that is what I believe, again, is, uh, uh, is, is fitting to say about Reb David. What, what, <laughs> of course, he could never have understood Torah the way he did had he been so caught up in himself and caught up in his own career and caught up in pushing himself. And he wouldn't have been able to understand things and be the Posek Achra and be the, the, the final word in America had he not had that Anivus. But also what, uh, again, talking about it allows us, I think, to be able to recognize the Ma'at Michem that the Medrash is talking about. And I, I think that if we can learn about that and, and, and speak about it even more, I think it'll inspire us uh, to believe of what we're able to do. You know, <laughs> Rabbi David didn't think he was a nothing. And we're not supposed to think we're nothing either. That's not what Anivas is. Anivas is knowing, as I said, that everything comes from God. And and and, and that is something which I think uh, is will be the legacy that will probably be even greater than the important Pesachim that he left. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.